once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey and Curtis. We are here today with another super awesome guest, Mo from Heart of Music Booking and Management. So we're going to be going over what a booker does and all sorts of things involving touring and show booking. And he's going to be dropping some knowledge bombs on us today. So before we get started, I do just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. We definitely appreciate you coming on the show. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, and so for the people who uh, may not be familiar with you or what you do, um, do you want to give just like a brief intro of who you are, what you do, uh, the bands that you work with, that kind of kind of stuff in just like the brief nutshell version of it? Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, my name is Mo. I come from Austria, from the central of Europe. Um, I'm 20 years old and I uh, started in February with my own agency, with my own booking agency and artist management agency. Um, I came to do this, I think it was eight years ago when I started to tour as a session drummer, actually, for a German band. And um, after drumming and touring a lot, I got to know more people. And uh, then I ended up getting to know the owner of one of the, I think, biggest booking agencies back in the days. And yeah, then now I'm here. I have my own booking agency. <laughs> so yeah, I work with just recently, uh, Hypocrisy and Pain from Sweden uh, joined my artist roster. I'm super proud of that. And um, Peter Pagtron so much. He is one of my favorite artists. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for, for me, it was for me, it was a really big thing. I mean, it was in to found my own booking agency. It was like a, a big step into the dark because um, I started off with, I think, 10 bands or something that are kind of smaller. But, you know, I'm just... I tried to br bring a bit back transparency and loyalty to artists in the business because I missed that um, in the last years when I worked for other booking agencies. So I'm really, really happy and grateful that Peter uh, joined me. It's great. And yeah, I mean, uh, as a booking agent and as an artist manager, it's, um, I mean, it, it's it, two different uh, kind of jobs, but it's, uh, when, I, when I started to do that, it was in the beginning, you know, when the bands were smaller, the different uh, areas of uh, responsibility merge most of the time into just one. <laughs> so there's yeah. one guy doing the booking and one guy doing the management. It's just one person because there's not too much to do with uh, smaller bands. So, and if the bands get bigger, then, then uh, these uh, areas of responsibility then get a bit separated and... Uh, yeah so cool very cool um i gotta ask you though because you, you kind of touched just on this a teeny teeny little bit but how did you get involved in the industry actually because you said you've been doing you started eight years ago so what was the actual how i started i started um i eight years ago i went on the first nightliner tour and my first tour ever as a session drummer for a german band so nothing, nothing job-wise, no earning money, nothing, just music and touring. And 
this tour led piece by piece to yeah then playing in an italian band now supporting cataclysm and on that tour on the last show i met a person who changed my life then okay. and uh yeah because i explained to this guy i would love to live and work in this industry till the end of my days but i don't want to be on tour for a living mm-hmm. which uh then was obvious that i have to kind of get some kind of office job but still in the industry <laughs> yeah and for me i mean and now it's um what my artists um or at least what i hear that they appreciate about my work is that i know their point of view mm-hmm. because i've been touring as an, an artist myself so i know what they need and i know cool. what yeah what it's cool. all about actually not just money <laughs> fair now just to break that down just a little bit um if i'm prying too much just let me know here so but how did you actually make the switch from being you know the touring guy to getting involved in the actual administrative end because it's a lot different right so how, how does one kind of switch the roles over mm-hmm. so where you're doing that i think i think i never did fair i think i think i'm doing fair. both because I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm still playing shows with my with my bands i mean it's a bit different now just from the feeling because yeah. it's no it's no yeah hobby anymore it's yeah. my job my job now but uh, i think i never i just added it fair fair and how long did it take you before you actually went full time mm. two years two years i was okay. yeah i think it was one year working for free I did um, also tour management one year for free for bands like Winter Sun. Um, yeah. Cool. Very, very cool. Um, I think that's all I got on that question, Corey, unless you had a follow-up. Oh, no, I don't have a follow-up. We can go right on into the the meat of the interview. Uh, the meat of the interview. That makes it sound so grisly. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. here and I, I my brain is foggy. But <laughs> um, so as a booker, there's a lot of, kind of mystery around bookers and how they're different from promoters and like all of the things that go into booking a show or booking a tour. So do you want to go over what it is that a booker does and does not do and maybe some misconceptions that people might have? Yeah, of course. I mean, uh, to explain that, I think it's it's better to start off what an artist manager does. Mm-hmm. Um, so the artist manager is, so to say, the direct representative of an artist. He's the... Um, or the, the group of people is the shield between the world and the artist. It's uh, in a way the the mouthpiece of the artist. <clears throat> and um, the artist manager's uh, responsibility is the or their first priority is the well-being of the artist in all belongings, like health, also health-wise, health-wise, business-wise, everything. That's the artist manager. And around this artist manager, there are uh, all these other parts of the industry, the booker, the label, the merchandise company, uh, endorsers, and so on and so forth. And all the information of all these um, uh, different uh, bits and pieces come together at the artist manager. So the booker usually, and with bigger bands, does not have any direct contact to artists, mm-hmm. just with the management. So the 
the uh, booker usually coordinates and cooperates with the with the artist management about uh, future plans about the artist management informs the booker about any new releases and they want to tour uh, whatever central europe and then the booker has to come up with good ideas how to um tour the agreed territories in the best way possible for the artist that's it usually the most of the artists i have or i work with um have one separate um, booking guy or person for north america mm -hmm. one for europe for central europe and i mean i also cover south america russia and asia but there are a lot of artists who even give that to more local people mm -hmm. Because it doesn't make any sense for an American, North American person to try to book in Central Europe. Nobody will let you in. It's, <laughs> you have no chance. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, but it's also the other way around. And I mean, the worlds are different. Touring worlds are completely different. Nightliner companies work different. And um, yeah, it's just better to stay on the continent where you are, <laughs> in a way. Uh, so, no, I totally hear you because I actually manage a band that's based in France. Mm -hmm. And so, because I'm in America and they're in France, it definitely gets a, a little tricky. So I, I definitely hear you there. Yeah, I mean, um, it's just it's it's just like just looking at at uh, time. It's it's <laughs> just to, to to set up times for meetings and blah. It's a nightmare. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm usually up at four in the morning working with everybody yeah. who's in Central Europe. Yeah. Um, but. So one misconception, or I don't even know if it is a misconception, but one conception that people do hold about booking agents is in order to get one, you need a label, but in order to get a label, you need a booking agent. So what are your whole, like, will you work with an unsigned band or is it necessary for a band to have a label prior to getting a booking agent or is it better the other way around? I don't think it's necessary. Um, what I think um, is, yeah, I mean, I, I get these questions a lot also regarding like artist management, mm -hmm. how to get the artist managers and, and blah. Um, in my opinion, it's the, the easiest way to get a, a foot into the industry is to get a booking agent first because he most probably knows label guys or her. Um, and it's easier. There are at least I know some booking agents who just do it because they like music mm -hmm. and don't necessarily make a living from that or want to exploit the bands or something. So it's, yeah, the best, the best way is actually to set up a good EPK, like this um, electronic press kit and send this out to, to booking agents and uh, yeah. Just with the link that when when the booking agent clicks on that that he gets led through the history and some videos and so on and so forth that to get the, the band a bit better to know i mean i have also bands that are not signed to labels mm -hmm. but i like just like to represent them because i like their music and i believe in what they're doing so yeah and most important i think or also very important is not to send emails that have 500 pages <laughs> in text 
don't send a novel. Yeah. No, really, because nobody's reading that. It's like, I mean, as hard as it sounds, but nobody will read that. I have, I think, close to 50 requests a day of bands that want to join uh, the artist roster of my agency. Mm-hmm. And there is no time for that. Fair. It has it has to be it has to be okay. I click on a link. I see everything on and music and video and bam and everything, and this has to uh, convince me immediately. So, what do you want to see exactly when a band submits to you, just so bands can know? Because it, it is a big misconception that, that they are to- serious about what they are doing. So how? Um, it doesn't. Most of the most of the time, people. Um, spend a lot of money on their on their social media appearance mm-hmm. i mean that's good but i think that's more important for labels mm-hmm. i think labels are are very very much on okay their social media has to look good and so on and so forth but for a booking agent for me it's um yeah it's hard to describe and i just can i just can speak for myself but yeah. it's, for me it's 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 just a feeling thing if I, when I listen to the to the music and see the pictures, I think there um, there is uh, you see it if the people are serious about what they are doing and are willing to to give everything to yeah achieve yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's like a serious quality to it, but you can't quite put your finger on it. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Do you know want to you want to see anything like um, you know past performance of like how well they've done in terms of sales at shows and stuff like that when bands submit yeah yeah of course of course I mean that's that that's something um, that should be definitely included in that but it's uh, not the most important to me because it's um, you know if you have enough money you can play one million shows you can buy yeah. on to everything yeah if you have rich parents you can buy on to everything. So it would yep. be un- it would be a bit unfair to great musicians with less with less money to just look at uh, the shows they played. Fair, fair. So okay. So in addition to what you already said, so um, tell us exactly what would be the concise way that someone should submit their band to you. Exactly, like the exact short thing that you want when someone submits to you. I would. Um, prefer that they just send me an email with their yeah, hi blah 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 Morris we just saw that you have a booking agency um please find below the link to our EPK looking forward to your thoughts that's awesome very short very succinct just not really yeah not, and then not- yeah and then I click on that link and then I see everything then I, most of the time there are like okay we're blah 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 five guys from I don't know where this is our this is our new stuff our videos please treat this highly confidential looking forward to your thoughts and what i personally like a lot is um when people invite me to also answer them when i do not want to work with them oh okay that's cool because otherwise you will it's like just yeah please also tell us your thoughts even if you do not want to work with us because cool. I think this this uh, gives uh, yeah then you can give them kind of a feedback and tell them okay guys this is just too much on this EPK I don't have time for that and sorry um, we're just too busy we don't have don't have any capacities to work with you now mm-hmm. 
but it's um i think it's a bit frustrating for bands to send out 100 emails and do not get back one answer yeah i agree no i agree so what kind of feedback do you actually give when the band asks like are you giving them like criticism or are you toning it down or, or like how you do no it? i'm no i'm pure honesty <laughs> Fair. Uh, pure, pure honesty. I, I tell them, okay, I like your music. I don't like your music. I, I think your image is great. Your image is not great, but your music is great. Um, yeah, pure honesty. I'm, I'm, I have my heart on my tongue, as we say in Austria. It's like, it doesn't make any sense, my opinion, to, to be this honest with yeah, people who want to achieve something. I mean, they're sending, uh, they're sending this for feedback. And it doesn't, I don't have, yeah. Cool. That's it. But what do you do if, a, just out of curiosity, so let's say the band is fucking horrible. What do you do in that? What do you do in that case? You just I say, or what do you do? <laughs> no, that means not, it, it, I tell them it's, I mean, uh, the question is, is it just fucking horrible for me? Well, let's say it's like a really bad band. Like, you know, they got awful <laughs> music, horrible. I mean, I'm sure you've had this happen before. We all have, but it's like, what do you, what do you do? Yeah, I'm. I try to be friendly, but but still honest. Mm -hmm. Fair. Fair. And for, for the bands out there listening to this, I always recommend to include that last little bit that you just mentioned. Of even if you don't want to work with us, we'd still love your feedback. Everybody should be asking that and taking that feedback in. Obviously, yeah, definitely. You don't have to do everything that everybody tells you to do because everybody's going to have a different opinion, but definitely look at what people are telling you. Yeah, you know? and it, it's it's feedback for free. I mean, it's it, it's professional feedback for free from exactly. people from the industry. So it's um, nothing can get you more forward than that. No, it's basically like free consulting. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, before we move on to the next question, one last thing I just wanted to, to uh, ask you on this question about the submission process is how long should bands expect to wait to get an answer from you? <clears throat> yeah, I, I, that, that's a good question. I mean, I answer really fast. <laughs> okay. I, ask, I answer within three days. Okay. Because it's um, because I, I hate it myself to wait for answers. How do you mm -hmm. do it that fast? If you're getting 50 submissions a day, like how how are you so quick? I, I work uh, 48 hours a day. <laughs> Drink lots of coffee. 48 hours a day, awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, that's what yeah that's what I do. I mean, and it that's brought awesome. me there where 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 I am now. <laughs> but it's but it's uh, yeah, it's a lot to do. But it's um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm trying and uh, giving my best on that. I mean, the thing is, if people do not ask me for my feedback, if I do not want to work with them, yeah. um, I'm not answering them. Fair. Fair. Yeah, because why should I? It's like, um, because they're telling me, okay, look at us. We're the greatest band of all time. We have a 30-second song on YouTube here. Listen to that. And uh, it's like, what the fuck is happening here? And then, yeah, why should I answer them? Fair. Mm -hmm. Fair. That's a good answer. I, I don't know what else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, well, that totally makes sense. And then just switching gears ever, ever so slightly um, from like reaching out to you, 
what are some things that bands should consider when booking a full tour versus, you know, a smattering of shows here and there in their own, own country? What are some like logistical things that you've seen bands either forget or not consider that they should be mindful of when booking a tour? Um, I can just uh, speak for Europe, Central Europe. Um, don't forget that Switzerland is not in the European Union. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't forget that uh, the United Kingdom uh, will also give you some good times at the border now. Mm. That's very, very important. And don't do drugs on highways. <laughs> Just don't do drugs at all, kids. <laughs> Yeah, but it's, uh, yeah, but that, that's, that's, yeah, because musicians are always, it, it, yeah. But most important, don't forget, Switzerland is not in the European Union. That's very, 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 very important because that's oh. going to, that's going to ruin your day and your tour and everything. So, what, what do you, so they got to hire a Swiss booker then? Is that, that's what they got to do? Sorry? They got to hire someone separately to handle Switzerland then? No, but if they if, um, if they book their stuff alone, if they don't don't have a booking agent and they um, book something like Austria, Germany, Switzerland, France, something, and they try to go like Austria, Switzerland, and then France, they have to consider that it's gonna take some time at the border. Fair, okay. cool, cool. Yeah. Um, just one quick follow up that I had on that um, was just like, okay, is there anything like any? things that people should be aware of specifically when they're booking their, like when they're talking to a booking agent about booking in the rest of Europe, like anything else other than just a Switzerland thing? Mm. I think of a very important, I mean, um, and I think now I understood the question correctly. Um, very important is that um, you have the deals with you when you go on tour. Yeah that you get, get something from your poker, like that, uh, yeah, a list of deals, um, very important uh, contacts of the, uh, not of the promoter, but of the representative on that day. Very important phone numbers. Cool. And um, yeah, and go through the, through the deal details. Um, yeah, look at this very very close there <laughs> because it's um sometimes there um if the booking agent um doesn't work that accurate some promoters try to i don't know let you pay for a catering or something oh and then you believe the you oh yeah i'm a rock star i can drink as much beer as i want i can eat as much as i want and then they come okay oh no here we have seventy thousand beers to pay <clears throat> oh no and then your uh, beautiful fee which is most probably not that high, but you would like to use for your bus and for gas and so on and so forth is gone. Oh my God. So looking at this uh, very close and in detail is very important. Fair. Um, I got one more follow-up, but I know Corey probably has one too, but how do you kind of, how would you suggest that people kind of determine whether the person that they want to work with for booking is reputable? Because there's a I, one thing I've always seen is like there's a whole bunch of unreputable people mm. that 
I'll try to get bands to get allow them to book them, and they end up being just horrible to work with. Like, what what would you say would be the best way to get out of having that happen? Yeah. Mm, talk to bands who have a booking agent already. Fair. That's most probably the best idea. And uh, yeah, I mean, people have there are a lot of booking agents around. And uh, a lot of them are not really reliable. Yep. Um, but it's, yeah, I think the best way is to, to like directly ask bands. Even use, use meet and greets on, on that. Okay. Because that, that is something that I think artists are willing. I mean, sometimes in, in, in meet and greets, there is all, is there's any with this silence of what the fuck should we talk about? Yep. <laughs> yeah. so uh that is something um you can really try i mean do not go like too high with your expectations like uh, if you meet your your idols and super rock stars you're not going to work with with their <laughs> booking agents no. but they can definitely give you some expertise on on who is reliable and what the experience they have with people this is true I think one other thing too is I, I know that I, I've seen it in the past where it'll be like someone will claim to work with a big name, but they don't actually and use that in order to get bands, right? So I think yeah. one of the points like you mentioned is just ask other people. Yeah. And if you don't can't find anybody reliable, it's like um is there any other questions we have about that, Corey, before we move on to the next part? No, I'm good on my end. Cool. So the last part we want to talk to you about is just tour management. Can you kind of go over your experience in that, what a tour manager does, that type of a thing? Um, yeah, um, I love tour managing. That's what I what I have to say. I mean, tour managing is, uh, so to say, babysitting for mm. a big, big, kin- uh, for a big, big kindergarten. Mm-hmm. And uh, the kindergarten will rise between eight and usually 30 people or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the daily schedule of me as a tour manager is I wake up in the morning as the first one on the bus. Uh, go into the venue, look for the venue representative, um, check the dressing rooms for all the guys. And uh, then I go back to the bus and check if anybody is awake already, which is most probably not the case. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then I go in and check the breakfast and uh, so on and so forth. And uh, then I wake up the crew or the crew chief slash stage managers and um, show them the venue. And from that point on, usually the tour manager does not go into the hall. Like in the in the room where the stage is, the tour manager is usually not that much during the day. Mm-hmm. Because that's uh, actually the job of the production manager or the stage manager, what is happening mm-hmm. in there. And um, yeah, then taking care of the artist's uh, well-being. If they want to, yeah, go and do some sightseeing, whatever they need. If they need clothes, you need to, to get them for them. Um, yeah, looking what was up for the next days, borders to cross visas and so on and so forth and yeah and most of the time also daily repairing of showers <laughs> repairing showers 
yeah, repairing showers and coordinate shower times. If the if the travel party is too big, I mean, we had this with um, winter sun. We had to put shower deadlines for people in the, in the travel party. So when the band comes off stage, they have warm water in the in the shower. Ah, because it needs to reheat, and if this, yeah, yep. yeah, so, yeah, yeah, wonderful like, job. And then uh, you try to bring this kindergarten back on the bus again, and uh, then the kindergarten leaves in his kindergarten bus, and then I go to sleep. And uh, I'm the first one that goes to sleep. And cool. I highly recommend not to drink any alcohol as a tour manager. Not even one beer, it's like. Well. Let me, well, let me let me ask you this: Is that common? Where it's usually the guy that's the tour manager doesn't drink or do any drugs or anything like that in the industry? I, I, at least they do less than the others. Fair. <laughs> but, Fair. but for me, for me, it's for me, it's for me, it's uh, yeah, a no go. I found out if I if I do not even drink one beer, my brain just works more accurate and it's especially in 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 tough situations as we had in i did tour management for moonspell and rotting christ in 2019 it was uh, 53 days and 50 shows oh wow um people get a bit uh, emotional <laughs> through these days i'm sure <laughs> and uh it's if you're you need to be like really 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 clear in your minds to avoid any troubles yeah because it i mean we have been 24 people on the bus that was uh yeah fair <laughs> but then you're really then it's really if it, it's no no you should not drink any alcohol you should be just sober and super focused on what you're doing because then you can then it's it's possible to People who, who are like uh, emotionally not, yeah, who are a bit like have, have uh, up and downs in a way, yep. um, you can control them a bit better and you can help them to uh, solve their conflicts. Fair. You're like the referee kind of in addition to everything else. Yeah. And you, you're the buffer between them. Yeah. It's like the people then, uh, although they're like, uh, one is sleeping in the upper bunk and one in the in the lower bunk. Although they sleep like thirty centimeters away from each other, they do not talk to each other. Yep. And they just talk while you. And then it's like you need to be really, really clear on uh, everything. So Fair. that's at least for my part. <laughs> no, I understand totally. Um, do we have any follow-ups on that part? Uh, I don't. Do you? I don't. Um, I think we're out of questions, so I wanted to see if you had any more before we end off. Everything good. I think. I think that was that was everything uh, I cool. can tell you about me. Cool. <laughs> All right. Well, then we'll wrap up then. So thank you very much for coming on, and we're going to have to have you back at some point because there is probably a lot more that we can ask you at some point. Yeah, I have. You... I have a lot of beautiful tour stories. <laughs> I would. We we want to hear them. Well, uh, dedicated to tour tour nonsense that happened <laughs> exactly so with that we're going to end off party on Corey party on guys if you enjoyed this podcast 
Please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.